0: Hello everyone this is kevin flowers uh, senior reporter with the erie times news and uh, happy tuesday we're here today with paul Voitech from the erie Water Works. hello kevin hey how you doing paul and we're going to talk a little bit today about uh water rates and and how you set those and how you come to those and and we're also going to talk obviously one of the things i've been writing about a lot over the last couple weeks is this proposed lease prepayment deal with the city of erie and and kind of your perspective on how that came to fruition i had the mayor here a week ago and we talked a lot about that and how he wants to plug that deal into the budget uh, but but let's let's start talking a little bit about about that because that's one of the things that I get a lot of questions about a lot of emails about how is this going to work uh, the city's going to get you know millions of dollars potentially talk a little bit about how this came to be why the waterworks would be interested in making a deal like that
1: well Kevin um, as you know and mo- most people that may or may not know that uh, the Erie Waterworks runs the uh, water system for the city of Erie, right. and we're we operate under a lease agreement. Uh, that lease agreement currently goes through the year 2050, and uh, part of this plan that uh, we're working on with the city and the mayor will extend that lease to 2060, mm-hmm. or 40 years uh, from now. And that lease, uh, the lease agreement, has you know set payments for each year, uh, so each year. We are scheduled to make a payment in 2020. It'll be 3.8 million. Mm-hmm. Every fifth year, it goes up an extra $200,000. It'll cap out, I think, at uh, 5.2 by the year 2000 and, um, 55 through 60. Okay. So what we what we've done, uh, we've looked at is it's it's a pretty simple mathematical uh, calculation. Uh, you, you add up those future payments from 2020 through 2060. Take the future, the present value of those future payments and you arrive at a figure, and then you discount that number uh, by the interest rate of any bond that we would have to issue to get that payment. Because you'll have to borrow money to make this payment. We'll have to borrow the money. So, uh, for our customers, uh, there's a, a absolutely zero impact on their water rates or water bills. All we're doing is converting what would have been lease payments that are part of our regular budget and converting those to debt service payments And affording us the ability to give the city a one-time lump sum payment, Uh, I liken it. I like to compare it to somebody that wins the lottery. Nobody takes the annuity. Everybody wants that lump sum payment, and it it really works out either way. It's the same to the to the lottery whether you take the payments or whether you take the lump sum. And you're you're comparing it to
0: an annuity because if if you just continued to make those annual payments, that that actually equates to more money than the lump sum because of interest and and things like that. The
1: the total of the payments through 2060 comes about 185 million if you add up all those annual payments. uh, When you take the present value of that 185 discounted by the interest rate, whatever that will be when we hit the bond market, uh, we're projecting about three percent, which is very conservative. Uh, It comes out to about a 90 million dollar uh, lump sum payment up front, ninety million dollar bond issue.
0: The question a lot of people have is why? Why is the waterworks interested in doing this? Some people can get why the city is doing this because they are working towards a long term plan to fix finances and and they need the money, yeah. obviously. But well,
1: why is the waterworks interested? You know, in this? we are an independent uh, independent authority, but we were organized by the city of Erie, so we do like to work uh, hand in hand with the city when we can. Um, we believe that as the city thrives, then the whole region thrives. We service uh, customers in uh, seven different communities, and we we just felt uh, if it was something, and it was it was paramount that it would be a zero impact on our customers. That we felt if we could help assist in the uh, the, the the turnaround that the city's you know trying to make right now, and you mm-hmm. do see signs of it. If we could be a part of that, uh, we felt it was a good idea to, to help your board because you do have a board of directors. What's
0: the Conversation been like between you and the board about this particular proposal? Um,
1: it, w- it was something that's been discussed for a number of years. Uh, it came, it kind of came back up to the to the forefront, you know, recently when uh, Mayor Schember approached us. Uh, but the board is fully in favor of it. But uh, like I said, the one condition was there had to be no impact to our customers. Okay, and it and they they you know they tasked me with figuring out a way that we could do that. Um, and we'll and, talk a little bit more yeah.
0: about that because you do have uh, scheduled rate increases yes. planned, but you're talking about this particular deal does not impact those.
1: Correct. Uh, the rates that you know that we had uh, calculated for us, and like I say we could talk about that in a little bit more right. detail, um, did not did not consider any any deal. As a matter of fact, they were uh, compiled uh, and. and Presented before there was any talk about this prepayment. There's been no change to those rates. You know, we had a, a hearing in, D- in October. We had a public hearing in November. Uh, the board is expected to approve them in December. And they were done totally independent of any deal that we're talking about on um, prepaying the lease. Uh, had there been an impact on rates, we probably wouldn't be doing it. Is there anything that... Do
0: you plan to talk to city council about this before before their vote on the budget?
1: I think that uh you know we've discussed it with the administration uh and we've kind of had preliminary preliminary discussions i think in concept and in principle as the mayor said last week uh, i think we have an agreement in principle there's some of the finer details we have to work out um and we're we're going to be talking about that i may address city council but i think you know the administration i'll I'll handle our board Mm. and if the mayor and and their finance director want to handle city council if there's a need for us to to co-address council I'd be more than happy to do it, but uh, you know I'll leave that up to the mayor and the administration. Okay,
0: and and let's talk a little bit about your your rate study, your your rate yeah. schedule that you have planned, and and I know that this may get conflated with some people because some people might think, well, if they're going to do this deal, it's got to affect the rates. But talk a little bit. Let's pull back and talk about how often you go through rate studies, how you do them. You're you're in one right now, and those rates would. Correct me if I'm wrong. Would still have to be approved by your board. Uh, take me through the okay. genesis of this yeah. in the process. Yeah,
1: um, as, as I mentioned earlier, we have a, uh, a lease agreement with the city. Part of that lease requires the Erie Waterworks to use a third-party rate expert mm-hmm. to develop our water rates. Uh, we've been doing them every five years and looking at five-year projected expenses and then five-year based on uh, usage characteristics or, and how people use water. You know. Everybody knows people have been conserving more and more, so that was always a challenge. Right. But we we match those two up, or at least the the rate expert will match those up: future expenses versus future revenues, and they then they come up with what rates would be required mm-hmm. based on the usage patterns of our customers to cover those costs. Okay. And it's a it's a process called cost of service study, and it, it's a, it's exactly what it sounds like. We actually uh, determine the cost to provide service to our customers. And what are some of the components that go into that? Uh, what would be our overall operating budget, capital costs? Uh, you know, of course, part of the operating budget is you know um, uh, wages, salaries, benefits, regular operating costs, lease payment. Uh, we have penvest loans we have out there that we're paying out, and mm-hmm. paying into. We have uh, debt service for bonds, and then there's a component, Kevin, that um, that we do direct investment into the system. So uh, things that might not raise to the level of capital projects, but yet aren't operational, things like vehicles, computers, things that have maybe a five to six year life, right. uh, we actually then have to, uh, we have a certain amount of money that we invest directly versus borrowing and doing things. Now we've we've done a lot of borrowing in the past and we have a significant amount of uh, debt outstanding. And as, as we see it at the waterworks, we're kind of Migrating into a, a type of maintenance mode, mm-hmm. if if you, for lack of a better term, uh, we've rebuilt the system. We've invested over three hundred million dollars since nineteen ninety two when the authority took over the operations, and we're at a, we're at a point now that we've rebuilt that system that was neglected for a long time, and now we're just making sure that we keep it in its in its top tip top shape. So those are the components that goes into to what we have to uh, pay for through our water rates.
0: Okay, uh, you mentioned debt. That- how much debt are you carrying, roughly on on those improvements and other things?
1: We have, we, we're roughly about two hundred eighty five million right now. Okay, yeah, we have about a, a twelve, and it, it, it varies year to year, about twelve to fourteen million and dollars. You structure a year. that how in terms of, of debt service? What what kind of annual payments do you make on that? As, debt? as we, we right now, we fluctuate between about twelve and fourteen million dollars a year in in debt service payments. Uh, uh, we also then part of our rates has to. Uh, uh, Produce coverage. We have to give our bondholders a 20% comfort level. So, in addition to the 12 to 14 million, you multiply that times 1.2 to give a uh, a comfort level to the bondholders, and that has to be covered in rates as well. And that's what produces that money to reinvest directly into the system. Okay.
0: All right. You talked a little bit about your agreement with the city requiring you to use an outside consultant to set rates. how do you choose? Who do you go with? How do, how do you choose them? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, them. and,
1: and it's, a, it's a professional services uh, process, Kevin, and uh, we, this, this year, the first year we've used them, uh, Riftalis Consultants out of uh, North Carolina, uh, nationally known. Uh, a few of the different organizations that I belong to, mm-hmm. uh, they're very active in them, and I've, I've come to know a few of their folks. They were actually uh, party to some of the um, Some of the things that we've done in the past, when we purchased Mill Creek Water System a few years back in 2015, they were involved in that. Uh, The previous rate consultant had retired, and uh, so they came in in fresh perspective. Uh, We weren't sure what we were gonna see, but I I think they did an extremely good uh, study, uh, looked at all the different uh, factors and and different things that go into the rate making, and produced a very, I think, uh, reasonable uh, rate plan for the next five years. Okay and, and that rate plan basically says what in terms uh, of yeah,
0: percentage those kind of things? Yeah
1: for percentages we're, we're over the five years just real quickly it's five um, percent in 2020, five mm-hmm. percent uh, in 2021, four percent in 22, five percent in 23, and four percent in 24. Oh. And uh, I, I think it's important while those sound like big numbers I think it's important that uh, our average customer currently has a, a bill of about $96. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the increase, they'll be and just that, a, is that residential customer? Residential okay. customer, yes. Our average residential customer. Uh, quarterly, that's quarterly, $96. Mm-hmm. The rate increase will take them right about to about $101 a quarter. Uh, you're talking about $20 a year increase on that in that first year. Right. $20 per year uh, for, you know, high-quality water delivered to your home every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the... the um, we we believe that's reasonable. I mean, nobody likes to pay more, and right. we understand that. And uh, we test our we test Talis and our rate consultant to make sure they you know factor everything in to make sure our rates are as reasonable as possible. Do you have
0: any them. information in terms of of how that compares to uh,
1: what people pay in other regions or yeah. around here? Yeah, Kevin. Um, one of the one of the things that we always look at is you know how is that how do we who do, how do we compare? Uh, we looked at some of the Western Pennsylvania because. Laws apply differently, and age of the systems, you know, we're all about the same. So, we looked at uh Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and um, uh, that we're about almost about half their, their 2019 rate average customer is about $198 A Our quarter. 19, per quarter. Okay, ours is 90, as I said, 96, so it's actually less. Our new rates are still going to be about half of Pittsburgh. Uh, we saw uh, we compared also to Westview, which is another suburb outside of Pittsburgh. We're about 25 percent cheaper than them. Their their average bills in 2019 were about 125 dollars mm-hmm. per quarter for residential customers, and then we also looked at uh, my former employer down in, in Greensburg, Westmoreland Water. Uh, we're about 50 uh, percent cheaper than them, as well as Harrisburg. Then we looked at Harrisburg. Uh, we're about 50 percent of their rate. Uh, I'm sorry, they're about 50 percent higher. We're well, not 50 okay. percent. They're 50 gotcha. percent higher. So our while well, our bills are about 100. Their bills average 150, 153 dollars a quarter. Okay,
0: so it sounds like from the, the the numbers that you mentioned over the five years, we're talking about roughly what, like 23 percent over. It'll, it'll down, be it'll, it, if you add them up, it's
1: 23. But and I'll just be full transparency uh, with with the um, you know interest on the or the increases on the increase comes out to about 25 percent. Okay. So our customers will go from 96 to about 121 dollars by the year 2024. The average customer.
0: 121 okay and that would be in t- about
1: 25 2024 yeah and about that's about a $25 increase on roughly $100 so it comes out to about because it's compounded a little bit right. know, over the five years so it, it comes out to about a 25% increase okay so your
0: board still has to approve this uh, the kind of reading the tea leaves the conversations you've had uh, is the board comfortable with with this rate
1: structure then yes we, we presented to them in October as I said uh, we then had a public hearing in November um comments from the board they were able to review the study <clears throat> you know I've sp- like I said I've spoken mm-hmm. with them I don't have any reason to believe it wouldn't be approved but again I can't speak for the board if something would come up between now and our December 19th board meeting then we would have to address it. Okay and another question and then we flip back to the, the prepayment deal when <laughs> when you factor
0: in debt service and and a lot of these other things in terms of how how your consultant sets rates, then explain to people why new debt, for lack of a better term, that would be involved in being able to pay for this prepayment won't factor into the the rate structure.
1: Again, it, one of the one of the things that they consider in the uh, development of the rates is all our operating costs in addition to the lease payment. Okay. As I said, the lease payment was three point eight million scheduled for two thousand and twenty. Uh, we've actually um, put together a schedule that would pretty much mimic what those debt service payment. I'm sorry, what the lease payments would have been. With our new debt service, right. So, just so we're clear, you're structuring for this prepayment deal. You're
0: trying to structure the debt specifically related to that to
1: mirror what you would have been paying the city every year exactly. in terms of a lease. Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly our goal, and I think we've come to a pretty good, uh, pretty good conclusion with that, where it, it is almost a perfect mirroring of the uh, scheduled debt serv- or, I'm sorry, scheduled lease payments that we would have made. Okay. In lieu of the debt service payments. Okay, are there any capital improvements, big ones
0: that are coming down the line for the waterworks that you're going to need that might factor into any of this? Well,
1: yeah, one of the uh, and it got a little bit of press in the times um, was our our 32 million dollar uh, penvest loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was for four four big projects. Uh, the biggest one being the um, Cherry Street Re- Cherry Street uh, pump station okay. up there, uh, you know, by the by the golf course. And uh, what, what's the scope of the work there? Uh, full renovation it is it services it pumps water uh into three different pressure districts for us so it's extremely vital to our operation um uh, from a water consistency water availability uh we're running um that's when i when i go to bed at night that's the one that gives me uh heartburn uh because it's it, we're, we're running out of Replacement parts and things like that. That's what I was going to ask. I mean, how how easy is it to service a facility of, of that age and that kind of that complex? It's very difficult, and I give kudos to our to our um, employees that work on those things in our maintenance department. Uh, that they they keep that running. As I said, it goes into three different pressure districts. This project mm-hmm. uh, it's estimated about twelve million dollars to do a full renovation of that. All new electrical gear, all new pumps, security. Uh, we're actually adding, adding a, a separate building uh, to take advantage, full advantage of our storage tanks that we have up there. The current uh, pumps don't go all the way to the bottom to the floor of the okay. reservoirs, so we kind of lose a little bit of storage because we can't access that because of the pumping. Um, so it's a full renovation of that, and it's going to be a uh, tremendous project for the waterworks and for our long-term future. In terms of timetable on, on completing something like that, how long would that work take? that you're probably talking 18 to 24 months uh it's going to be and it's going to be a long-term project uh we're probably going to be going out to bid shortly with hopefully maybe doing some um some maybe some groundwork in this year but probably not really getting into full speed until next construction season you know april may time frame
0: okay and when you talk about all these projects you talk about prepaying on your lease these kind of things and we're going back to debt paul does that Concern you in terms of just the overall amount of debt service that you're carrying? I get a lot of questions about that from people. Well, how much debt can they carry? You know, that's going to have to have an effect at some point. Yeah. Explain, and I know we talked about some of this, but explain how you structured debt payments every year to kind of that to handle the, that financial responsibility. Yeah.
1: Well, of course. You know, if th- there's one alternative, you know, w- when we inherited the system back in 1992, it was in pretty dire shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody remembers the old chestnut pumping station, and then when I when I when I interviewed here in 1998, uh, that building was boarded up. There wasn't a window in that place. Uh, it wasn't operational. I guess it was functional, but it wasn't. Uh, they wouldn't take me over there for my interview. They said yeah, you don't want to go over there. <laughs> so, so they're they don't a- want to show you the infrastructure. Exactly. So you know, we had two options either raise rates tremendously or borrow the money and, and, and do things kind of in a, in a strategic way where the debt service is aligned to the life of the asset. Uh, meaning, if you borrow a 30 year bond for a pump station, you're gonna get 30 years out of that pump station. So the people that use that pump station are gonna be paying for it over those 30 years mm-hmm. instead of hitting everybody with a big rate increase and try to do it today. And who knows if people are here using it 20 years from now or not. Right. That, that was the strategy uh, we prioritized some of these things we did and we move forward now we do carry a lot of debt uh, it's something that was n- necessary to rebuild the system and I'll, I'll just look at um the rating agencies the the the, the, the companies that actually look at organizations and mm-hmm. give you a credit rating we've increased our credit rating three three slots from when we started in 1992 mm-hmm. we currently carry an a and in our in our economic environment here in erie and with the different things that we that we have to deal with, uh, that's very, that's a very strong rating. So while on the surface it may look like a lot of debt, I think that um, what I would consider experts in analyzing that have given us a you know two thumbs up and said uh, that it's it's you know reasonable. Um, our rates still are reasonable when you look at other things. You know uh, that's how we pay our debt. That's right. through the water rates. Uh, so I, I think that you know while nobody likes to have huge amounts of debt. The, it's a necessity to do what we needed to do. and we're as I said, if we get into the maintenance mode, we may see that debt then starting to uh, dwindle down a little bit over the next you know 10, 15, 20 years. And, and the way that's structured, uh, the,
0: the, the amount that would would be earmarked for the prepayment, I'll say it in that way, would be factored into all of that overall debt then.
1: Yeah, it'll be part of our overall debt. But what we'll do is instead of money being earmarked for the lease payment, right. we'll just add a little bit more to our debt uh, repayment, and that's kind of what we're gonna what we're gonna do. And it's and that's why there's a it, that's why there's a neutral impact, neutral to all our customers. And like I said, that was a, a major condition before we would proceed with this was that we had to demonstrate to our board, which we've done, mm-hmm. that there would be no impact to our water rates. Okay,
0: what what do you see as as some of the and maybe they're not capital improvement projects now or or maybe just the future of the water system in terms of you prepay you're going to have control of the system for a while so what are some of the things that that customers should look for in terms of the evolution of the system even the city's relationship
1: with with you moving forward yeah well i think i think um you know back in 2015 we Uh, we picked up the Mill Creek system, we we purchased it from Mill Creek. I think that um, as regulations continue to evolve, uh, some of the smaller utilities around our area up here Mm -hmm. may look to Erie Waterworks to maybe regionalize. I think establishing this 50-year, or I'm sorry, uh, 40-year arrangement with the city, I think that that opens up maybe a level of confidence that uh, some of the outlying communities may want to consider uh, joining the Erie Waterworks system, right. you know some of the areas to our west have water problems. You know from a lot of the farming areas uh, with wells and that. Uh, <clears throat> I think that the evolution of the Erie Waterworks could just become more regional. I think mm-hmm. uh, we have excess capacity. We have state-of-the-art water treatment process. Um, we have all this Cherry Street Pump Station is going to be able to uh, make sure that all our different areas have a reliable you know mm-hmm. source of water.
0: And I was going to ask you, do you keep that extra, you, is that extra capacity on purpose? Is that extra capacity, you know, in case we get a, a microchip company wants to come to Erie and we know that we have enough water to service them, is that the case?
1: Yeah, uh, well, the excess capacity kind of, we, we've inherited it uh, back in the day. We have two treatment plants, mm. Chestnut Street and the uh, Richard S. Wazilewski plant in Mill Creek down below Tracy School. The capacity of those back in the '60s and '70s and even early '80s, they ran both plants at full bore to meet the needs. Mm, right. That was pre. Because there no were no a lot of industry. Industries. No meters. Correct. People were not have meters. Are, I always said people that used was to. another point. Yeah, they used to water their sidewalks. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. But um, uh, so as meters were installed, loss of industry and also uh, conservation has improved. Uh, we pretty much end up with excess capacity you know we're pumping about 24 million gallons of water a day today mm-hmm. and I talked to you know our, my, my predecessor Mr. Wasilewski and he'd say that there were times they were pumping 65-70 million gallons in a day. Mm-hmm. And, and what kind of the permits that you have allow for how much? The permits right, that we have right now at 45 million down at the uh, Wasilewski and 32 at the Chestnut. Okay. So That's about 70-77 million. Uh, we have a, a, a withdrawal permit from the lake of I believe only about sixty-six million, so that's kind of we can only take that much at any one time. Uh, uh, but as they as said, we're only pumping about twenty-four. Our our system only demands are about twenty-four. So is
0: that a is that an area for growth? Uh, where well, let me put it this way: is that with that kind of capacity, is that something we could market in the future to? communities that, that need water badly truck it out of Erie and, and, and try to yep. make some money and improve the
1: well area the, that way? You know, absolutely, that's a that's a great idea as long as we're within the Great Lakes Basin. Uh, one of the things that we deal with here in Erie and any other utility around the Great Lakes is uh, an international accord mm-hmm. that does not allow water to be taken out of uh, the okay. Great Lakes Basin. So not like
0: you can truck water to Vegas? No, you no, can't,
1: to make do, money. That. can't okay. do that. And,
0: and that's a question that people will periodically have, and I'm sure you've probably oh, yeah. heard that we before heard. too. Well, why can't we make money? There's so many communities all over the nation that need water. Why can't we just truck our water? There? Yeah,
1: if you think about, you know, we go state, we, we, could, we could go state line to state line. We're mm-hmm. kind of in a unique position right between New York and uh, Ohio. Um, so to the north, we can't go any further than right. the lake, right? But to the south, if you just, it's just a a uh, uh, the rule of thumb that I always say is if you take 79 and if you go west of 79, you can go almost down to Conynghamville, which okay. is pretty far. East of 79, give or take, Town Hall Road in Summit Township is the is the uh, is where the, the the land actually starts turning down. They start going through the Ohio River Basin, right. and you can't pipe water outside of the outside of those lines. Uh, you know, to the to the west there's not a whole lot of development down there, and to the east, you're you're you know. Half of Summit Township is in, half Summit Township's out. So, if you look at their system, they run wells for part of their system because they can't take our water into certain areas of their their water system. So,
0: okay, all right, Paul. One last thing I want to ask you about the city, as part of the, their whole conversation about uh, uh, improving their finances, has talked a little bit about doing an appraisal on their system. Where do you fall on that?
1: I think, um, you know, right now the the deal that we're doing, it's it doesn't really it doesn't really rely on the value of the system. Okay. I think just do due, due diligence, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea for the city to do that. But the deal we're talking about now, it's a finite number. There's lease payments are already scheduled. And it's, it's it's a mathematical equation. It's a simple uh, you know, factoring in the present value as I said. Okay. So to to do that before this deal, yeah, it's not necessary if we proceed with this deal, but if at some point they want to do it and look at other, you know, potential other options, that's you know, that's their prerogative. That's their mm-hmm. Okay.
0: All right, Paul, thank you for being with us and answering a lot of questions that I know a lot of the the audience that we have and the, the consumers of our news had, had about the system and, and this deal. So,
1: Well, Kevin, uh, it's always yeah. a pleasure. We'll talk soon because there will be a lot of other stories on this. So. I'm sure. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you.